Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Garrett Adkins, and Garrett is the founder and CEO of Impact Media. His agency specializes in content production and paid media placement to scale income and impact for purpose-driven brands. Their content and campaigns have generated over 100 million views across social media and $25 million plus in sales. Holy crap, that's huge. He is passionate about using the art of storytelling and marketing to create positive change in the world. And that, my friend, is why we connected and why I wanted to have you on the show, Garrett. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. So so how did you get into doing impact media? What, what brought you to that place? Yeah, of course. So I've always been a natural entrepreneur growing up, was selling you know, T-shirts, CDs, ordering stuff of Alibaba, converting it on eBay. So I've always had an interest in entrepreneurial uh, ventures. And then as I explored the internet more, I started realizing that there's some great communities out there that are speaking about topics such as self-development, sustainability, health and wellness. And I just kind of got hooked to that information and found a full community online and also started to see the power that online marketing and online business could have not only for just scaling up some of these ideas and pursuing different passions and projects, uh, but also in terms of being able to give me the freedom to work from different places and work remotely, which was um, as, a, as a younger person years ago, that's what, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to be a digital nomad. So I was reading the four hour work week, um, reading Vagabond by Ralph Potts, reading all the different books on that. And as I lean more into that digital realm, Got connected. I'm, a, I'm originally from West Virginia, traveled around for a bit, and I'm currently living back in West Virginia right now, but um, connected with some other online entrepreneurs that um, were also focused with purpose-driven brands. They're running uh, an eco-village up in Montreal. Um, they had connections down in Costa Rica. So uh, connected with them, um, did an apprenticeship, um, started working on different projects, scaled up my um, network in uh, different projects, clients. Um, I have been doing that on different projects for a few years. Um, and after doing it kind of solo word of mouth, um, just by name, decided to launch Impact Media, which has been great. Um, I was able to travel around and meet so many people in that time, um, really refine the skills, um, build an influencer network that was able to help me spread messages pretty rapidly, which is what you're saying in the introduction of um, the hundreds of millions of people we've been able to reach with our videos and content, and then was able to build that into Impact Media. So scaling up just from what I can do myself and contractors here and there to actually building a team of people who are also passionate about these purpose-driven brands and really the art of storytelling, whether it's through social media, paid media placement, or content production. So 
really excited to continue that pursuit, work on businesses and work on brands that have purpose um, and grow the team. So it's been great. We've got about a team of nine now and we're just, we're just chugging along. It's been a great process and each day I get to work with some incredible people. I, I think that's fantastic. And, you know, my, my badass crew knows if they've been listening long enough uh, that I'm a big believer in having a purpose other than selling to your business, right? So for me, the impact that my business is making is with Donate Life America. That's where I send all of my business donations to. That is where I, if anybody wants to, you know, say, hey, how can I support, how can I support you? I'm like, here, go donate to Donate Life America because organ donation means something to me, right? That's my, that's, you know, a purpose for me in terms of on the social impact side, right? Um, but my purpose is also, and correct me if I'm wrong, to help change the perception of direct sales and network marketing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening right now, what are, how can they find and define the purpose that they have? Because their company has a purpose, but people buy people, Mm-hmm. Right. People, people don't buy products. They don't buy services. They buy people. So how can they define their purpose? How are you, are you helping your clients find and define their purpose before you work with them or as you work with them? So most of the clients that we're working with, they already have established products, media outlets, content that they're already knowing that they're passionate about. And we help really just pl- proliferate that and push it out into the world, which is, um, you know, one of my main purposes in life is to help uh, create engaging storytelling and place that content to really change perceptions and educate different people on these these different stories, different projects, different ways of living out there. Growing up in West Virginia and you know, Appalachia and uh, this region, you're really like going to find some of the best people in the world that are super friendly, welcoming, loving, kind people. I have nothing but uh, great things to say about my network of people around me here in West Virginia, but I was also lacking certain aspects of what is an eco village or what is uh, health and wellness, like some of these other topics that just weren't being spoken about that much in my immediate region. And those blogs and conversations that I was finding online was really like helping me change myself uh, for what I feel like is the better and then also inspiring other people to do the change. So that was kind of an ode to all those people that were pushing out content freely through these blogs to find interest in that and see how I can do it for myself and also for different uh, brands, whether it is media outlets um, or so specific products that are uh, more environmentally friendly, help with someone's health and wellness, mental health, um, et cetera. So uh, to to go back to the question, we don't necessarily help people find what that is. We help them scale it. But I do think um, it is important for someone to really look and and define and um, reassess that and constantly evolve with it. So um, you'll kind of see what lights you up and has that spark. And especially if you're choosing your own path and career as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to like what you do and have a passion with it. And even if it's not directly related to the product that you're selling, if you're able to find ways to give back or to donate your time, it can be completely outside of business as well, but you're able to align it in some way or in your personal life that you have that fulfillment and excitement. So it doesn't have to be a full integration in, the, in a perfect world. I wish that all of our careers could ideally, we don't have to take on that one client that might be a little bit out of the scope, but you know, we're just starting things off. Let's find our groove. So be easy on yourself and try to, you know, try to go in that direction as much as you can with your purpose. 
but also know that you can add stuff to it, um, assess it and, you know, find the highest excitement because that's, what's going to make you excited to work on these different projects to help certain people, um, and to fill you up as not only an entrepreneur, but just as a person and in return, being a good person, excited person is going to, um, showcase in your work, in your connections, in your relationships, um, et cetera. So might've yeah. answered that question, might've not answered that question, but, no, that's, it, <laughs> but it, it, certainly does help show the the listener right why they want to come up with their purpose like because if your purpose is to sell you're going to have a really hard time in the in the in the entrepreneurial world because people are not people don't want to be sold right so by but by having a a different purpose than just sell products sell service it's it's a whole different thing so one of the yep. things that we talked about um, before I hit record on the episode is the fact that you are now, you know, which is really funny because you're a digitally based business for the most part. And yet you are finding a lot of benefit in going out and networking in person again. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that because I, I know the audience has a lot of questions around in-person networking and and you know, how to do that. Right. So first of all, how did you find places to go network and, and people to meet with? Because that's, I'm sure the first question, everybody's going, yes, I, I know I need to do in-person networking. Where do I find the people? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's great stuff around different um, regions and online. And I've always been a big fan of just simply reaching out to somebody. If you're inspired by somebody in your local community, or even just online, I've never been afraid to ask a question, a, a quote unquote, stupid question. I don't think there's ever a, a stupid question, but I've been never been afraid to reach out with somebody with a simple hello or, hey, I'd love to grab coffee. So I think we're going to get infiltrated more and more with that, with with LinkedIn messages, spamming a lot of people. They might get overwhelmed with that, but I still think that there's great channels for reaching out to people to start those connections in a genuine way. And then also, once you build that initial network and that initial network that you already have, they're connected to the next uh, the, the Kevin Bacon theory or whatever it is, where right. everybody is connected by seven degrees, you can start asking for those connections. And that's what you do so brilliantly. And how I was first introdu introduced to you was through a mutual friend. And I met uh, Heather through BNI. So there's other aspects that um, there's, there's no one perfect answer, but there is answers readily available that you can make a step towards. And I'm always the lowest hanging fruit with it. So if it's opening up the computer and sending out five quick messages just to connect with people, bring them to coffee, chat in person, find a local networking event, and then just start going. And it's it's really planting seeds that you're going to learn and have great conversations and be helped and help, which is both um, equal of, of value. And you never know what that next connection is going to open up. So definitely enjoy it. Um, and there's a genuine way to do it. And also a way that you can see, hey, this is genuine. And also this is great for my career, my, my network, um, my network over those six, seven years where I was traveling around before I moved back to West Virginia, I met so many incredible people and I was really focused on these connections. When I started impact media, we did little to no marketing of it. It was just, Hey, now I'm doing this thing. And I had such a great network that was able to um, invest in our team, make connections that that's what was the basis for um, the lifeline and the, and the blood of Impact Media that that started it and still to this day is uh, primarily based off of referrals. So they're out there. It's just kind of planting those seeds and, and getting the ball rolling. And 
prioritizing the time for those conversations and those connections. We were speaking earlier of that, how it's so easy just to delegate all of your time into putting out the next fire or fulfilling on um, one aspect or getting ahead or trying to write the next contract. But there's so much valuable from a personal level and a business level of prioritizing networking and connection that I might not feel like a, an immediate return, but um, it comes back tenfold whenever you're meeting and surrounding yourself with great people. Oh, yeah. And so there's two things I want to point out here. So my my badass crew knows that if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Um, if you're in network marketing, 50% of your job is to build your network. <laughs> it's in True. the definition of what you call yourself. Network, marketer, network, network, right? Build your network. The second thing I want to point out is go back, listen to Garrett's answer on that again, where he finds people, how he's connecting with them. You'll notice the one thing he did not say was pitch the pitch to them. And I am telling you all of this because I have been recently reached out to by a few of my friends in the networking community who are not part of the direct sales network ML and MLM group space because there are people who are coming into the networking community and in first meeting with people are starting the pitch. And I'm like, no, no pitch in networking. It's relationship first. Let them get to know you. And that's exactly what Garrett just said. Let them get to know you, get to know the other person. How can I help you? How can you help me outside of buying product guys? Like, who do you need to know? Who are the people who can they connect you to? Right. So I, I think part of the reason that network marketers aren't networking is because they're pitching and they don't like it and it feels gross. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so just notice that he did not say try to sell them your product because Garrett, you and I had a conversation before we ever got on here. We got together to say, hey, let's get to know each other. Is this a good fit? Neither one of us was trying to pitch the other like, oh, I should I should coach you or, you know, I'm going to do your media. No, there was none of that. It was. How can we be of benefit to each other's audiences, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it just makes life so much easier. We don't have to constantly pitch along those lines. And also the coming into the meeting that in sales, it's not you're just trying to sell them on your services, but they're trying to sell you that they're a great fit for it. And you shouldn't try to, you know, shove a circle through a square. Um, <laughs> if it's not a great fit, then everybody's going to leave with a bad taste in their mouth. So. If you're actually able to genuinely ask questions, get to know somebody, they might be a great fit for you and they might not also be a great fit for you. And that's been a great lesson in, in my own life is I've learned in going through life, I've through experience, I've learned 10% of who I am and 90% of who I've not. I've, I've known, which is just as important to see what um, is a fit and what isn't a fit. And what the good thing is that they'll leave that meeting and they might know five or six people that, hey, you know, that might be a good fit and I appreciate you not trying to just sell me on something. Let me circle back in a year or two years. But in the meantime, I'd love to go ahead and introduce you to some other people. Um, and that's super valuable in and of itself. Oh my gosh. It, I do have to say, because I've been networking professionally <laughs> for 12 years now, it, you know, and I've learned a lot of that from BNI. And part of the reason I have such an amazing network that I can reach out to for just about anything is because I go through and I'm not trying to pitch everybody because Frankly, 99% of people are not my client. But what I'm looking for are the people who know 
my client, right? And and make that next step. So you've also, in addition to working on doing some in-person networking, you've also have been doing some personal development in this year. It has been your focus in including not just personal development, but also the development of processes and systems for your business as well. How has your personal development impacted the the goal that you have for your business for for process and system management? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main thing with my own personal development and what I'm trying to do by waking up at a certain time, working out, cutting alcohol almost drastically out of my life this year, which has just given me so much more space and energy to to do so much more is that um, with that extra space and energy, I'm actually able to put that into on the business work, which I kind of define it as either, and this is pretty common, there's in the business work and on the business. So in the business, you're fulfilling, you're doing what you need to do for the client to make them happy and fulfill on what you said you're going to fulfill on. On the business, it's hard to see that direct return, but it's the processes, it's your own social media posts, it's your own marketing. It's the things that can typically take a backseat because you want to deliver to the client. So um, not having more space um, to actually work on the business has been incredible for me. And um, one of the habits that I know is a great benefit for me is there's two really, um, which is waking up early and working out. If I'm moving my body and I'm waking up, like it's going to, I just know that those are the dominoes that I need for a great day. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not you know, consuming alcohol or, you know, uh, terrible food the night before, I'm more likely going to wake up at a, at a great time. And with that extra time in the morning, dedicating an hour at least. So a power hour of focus work to this on the business stuff. And it's crazy to think about the systems that I've had on to-do lists for months or years, just slowly start getting, yeah, uh, taken down that I'm able to start tackling a bit more efficiently. So that's been, been the main thing for me is just using those mornings and having that energy and space to, to prioritize that I'm a morning person as well. So that's when I'm clearest and have the most energy and it's not me running off to work and then afterwards telling myself I'm going to come home and work on it because I'll end up eating some food or whatever it is, there's a big salad or uh, some fast food. (laughs) I'm going to end up wanting to sit down and relax for a little bit. I'm not going to be in the headspace to really push the business Mm -hmm. forward. So that's been a big thing for me. So it sounds like you're doing, is this based on the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod? I would, I need to read that book and I'd love to implement it, uh, especially because I do wake up at, at 5 a.m. So I'm, I'm a part of the, part of the club, I guess, that he, the 5 a.m. club that he speaks about. Uh, but I, I haven't read it yet. Oh, I highly recommend it because it sounds like you're already doing most of it. So it, there, it sounds like there's just a couple of things that you could, you know, add in if you want to make it the, the miracle morning, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it sounds very similar. So I, I've, read the book <laughs> and I'm the complete opposite of you. I've read the book, but I haven't implemented it yet because I am not a morning person. My, yeah. I don't wake up. It doesn't matter what time I get out of bed. I'm not awake until noon. <laughs> this, so. I, I'm jealous of some people that are the, the more of the night owls. I've always romanticized of working at the the midnight oil and like getting stuff done or writing certain things late at the crack at late at night. But I've just noticed that 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 might be nice for the movies and my ideas and myself. But I'm like, I just can't I can't do the night thing. I'm, I'm a morning person. So and, I'm jealous and I, in some ways. I, well, but here's the thing. So I, I feel the same way about morning people because I'm like, mm-hmm. I hear so often about the morning people, the morning people. And I'm like, 
I can't even barely talk in the morning before I've had my cup of coffee, let alone try and do the important work. But what what I have found is the times that I do prioritize, and I think I think it is the systems that you're talking about implementing, right? You've implemented a system that works for you in the morning. When I do work at night, which is when I am my most awake, my most creative time. So there are times when after dinner, I will have either a coaching client or a training that I'm doing for somebody. But what's interesting is after I get off that coaching session or after I get done with that training, I'm at my desk. So I end up doing like I set aside another 30, 40, you know, maybe an hour, 30, 30, 40 minutes or an hour to do some more of that creative work because that's I'm I'm jazzed from coaching the client, doing the training. Like I've already got the 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 creative juices are flowing. So I'm just doing it at night instead of in the morning. I, I don't I don't know that I don't know, maybe you have a different perspective, but I don't think there is a, you know, guarantee morning is the time or night oh, is yeah. the time, right? We always the grass is always greener on the other side, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You gotta find what you gotta find what works for you and like build off of that. And there's tips and tricks to really harnessing that in. But I think that's a big thing is, you know, find what works for you and, and lean into it and be honest with yourself about it. Right. I, I can't, I can't get home, eat a big dinner and do anything. And I, I, I might try for years, but I've accepted it. So right. I think it's a big thing. There's no, there's no one answer. In response to the grass is always greener on the other side is, and, and I've, all, I've said this for years, the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you fertilize it, right? So if you're looking at somebody else's plot of land and it is looking more attractive, it's because they're watering it, they're nurturing it, they're fertilizing it, they're they're doing things to that. So how can you implement that on your own plot of land, whatever that may be? So in this case, it's morning person versus night person. <laughs> Which one are you? Put that system into place. Find it, figure it out, play with it, right? And yeah. And do that. And so how has doing that played into the the growth then? So you've figured out you are a morning person and you're doing your power hour in the morning. How has that impacted the business, the, the business project management and systems that you're putting into place in the business now? Because you've gotten yourself straight. How's that impacting your business? Yeah, for one, I'm just sharper during the day. And I've, I've, I feel like I'm starting at a, a good time. And I feel like I have an edge whenever I get into the office and start working with people and start having calls that I've already got the great win underneath my belt, which I think just translate into so many different um, other aspects. And it just keeps me consistent with it, where in the past, I might feel great four days of the week. And then on Friday, I just hit a wall and I'm not able to do anything. So it's helped me just build consistency in that way. And then focusing on the business of systems and processes we're scaling we're a team of of nine now and it's you know a lot a lot to some people and it's a little to other people but where we're at in our growth we need systems and processes for consistency and to be able to empower people so my main focus is that if we can get it down on paper and we're all on the same page of the steps that we're taking it allows myself to step into other areas of the business um, such as like sales and networking and marketing and be able to bring stuff back that I know is going to get fulfilled in a certain process and a certain quality and also give that responsibility to the people um, and trust the people on the team that, hey, we've got this in place. You don't have to worry about me checking in on a certain time or, you know, last minute messaging something. If we get these systems in, in place and it might seem like extra at the beginning, but if we all get on the same page of following these steps and rules, it's only going to 
allow for more freedom, responsibility, creativity, and space in the long run if we're all on the same page about these processes. And it's going to allow us to scale more and do more stuff. So I just, I know that's the next step in the evolution uh, for us to break past this current ceiling that we're experiencing in terms of um, amounts of clients we can take on and this revenue um, ceiling that we're hitting to break through it is going to be through great systems and then giving responsibility and putting people in the right seats. Ah, yes, yes. And so let's switch to, because one of the other things that you do is talking about paid media. Mm-hmm. Right. So and so is that like paid ads? Like what correct? What, yeah. Paid media is specifically the Google verse and the metaverse. So okay. Those two placement. Gotcha. So for that, how can because so one of the people that I've talked to in the world of direct sales and network marketing, she's struggling because her upline is doing paid Facebook ads. She's putting out hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in paid Facebook ads every single month. And of course, that's drawing in what she needs in order to do the sales that she wants and recruit the team that she wants and and that kind of stuff. And this person is like, I I don't have that right now. And I don't know how to do it. And I I don't have the, the money to put into paid media. How can somebody who is at that space begin to utilize social media intelligently to get yeah. to the point where paid media becomes an option. Yeah, I think it's different for each type of business. When it comes to the B2B aspect of it, I think you really have to be at a high level to start needing that paid media component of it. Um, mm-hmm. For myself, we rely a lot on direct outreach, referrals, and for our own business, we're not running too many paid media campaigns. We do like some general brand awareness just to help us get more exposure and um, push out some more of the content that we're creating. Okay. So it depends on the industry of it as well. And if you're looking to build an audience, paid media is a great one because um, you're able to achieve certain emails, direct lines of communication and offer something free and of value to start that communication and that conversation. Then also a lot of the D2C products. So um, anything e-commerce space where you're selling a physical, physical product or a digital product at scale, um, you're going to need to start integrating those um, paid media campaigns at some point to really push you to the next level. Um, and yeah, I think the first thing to do, though, um, if you do have the money to invest from the get-go, you can start running some tests and start to understand what the market is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have that initial upfront investment, then it's always great to just use your existing network to see what people would like, what they like to buy, what they resonate with. Mm-hmm. And if you're clear on what you do, the value you offer, putting into an engaging format and telling an engaging story, that's going to help you in the long run. So as opposed to just aimlessly boost a post um, with it, which you know, has benefits to it as well if you're needing that brand awareness. But if you're looking to start seriously testing how to create connections at a lower budget, I would say you just need some really great digital storytelling um, mm. and some placement out there that you can uh, get started with and scale up until you're able to either invest the time to learn those systems a bit more or have enough money to then pay the person to then (laughs) scale that for you. Right. Well, and, you know, and we don't have time to get into the storytelling piece, but I know that I've had on at least three other people on the show um, who talk about storytelling. So, um, you know, elements of story, you know, that, that people can dig into. So there's, there's other episodes you guys can go, just go, 
go into your podcast distribution app of choice, find Badass Direct Sales Mastery and just search within the the uh, show for storytelling because you'll get more of those. And of course, Garrett, if you want to come back, we can <laughs> dig into <laughs> your version of, of st- storytelling for everybody. But we've got a few different episodes out there and, and I do see some common themes among the, the storytelling experts for sure. So go look for those. And, and if you want more about storytelling, I'm sure, Garrett, do you have content out there that talks about storytelling, you know, from yeah. Impact Media? <laughs> There's stuff out there. If you Google my name or look for different uh, articles and blogs, I'm sure I've spoken about it a few times, but on a few other podcasts where that's been the, the the point of conversation. So it's out there somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, there's so, so much out there because obviously you're getting that content out there. Garrett, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing your experience with all of this and especially... Um, I'm sure there are some nuggets. You know, I took some good stuff away, which is the validation of... My nighttime process is okay. My my the grass is greener on my side of the fence here because that's what works for me. But I'm sure the the badass crew, um, everybody got their own um, uh, little nugget of wisdom that that came from what you shared. And so, badass crew, I I want you if you got something from this to reach out to Garrett. Garrett, how can they let you know what what they took away from today's episode? Yeah, simple. Email uh, is always fine in my book. So you can find us um, at www.impactagency.io or you can message me through email at Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T at impactagency.io and I'll surely get back to you. Yeah, and we will have the link to Garrett's email in the show notes. My badass crew already knows how to get to the show notes, but just in case this is somebody's first time listening, the show notes, all you have to do to gra- to get to those is click on today's episode, scroll beneath Garrett's picture there, and you will see the show notes or the episode notes, depending on which app you're on. It's called both. And you will be able to see Garrett's email. And in addition to some of his other social media links we'll have there, so you can go follow him at your favorite social media place of choice as well. So Garrett, this was fantastic. Thanks again for doing this. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.